Yo, yo, yo. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Void Season 4, Episode 5. And yes, today in the studio. Season 2, Episode 5. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And today in the studio, of course, is me and Ray. And today, if we disappear after this podcast, the government did it. Today we're here. Today's topic on the podcast is something a little more close to home. If you're in Kenya, it's literally in your backyard. Today we're talking about the Building Bridges Initiative, or as it's commonly known, the BBA. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to tell you what, the only reason I'm talking about it now is because you know, a while back, nobody thought they could actually get away with what they want to get away with. But now, we need to raise awareness and we need to reject it with all our might and with all our heart because this, as we break it down to you guys, you'll te- you will realize why this cannot be allowed to happen. Okay, Mr. Anjar, take it from there. Let's go. Yes, sir. So first off, we have to understand what, what BBI is. As I said... It's the handshake between the two giants, man. But it, it seems like a good idea, of course. Um, the basis of this entirety was to bring Kenya under one, under on one team. We want to bring all political parties in a position of power at the end of this. That's sort of what the initiative was. But now, as a Kenyan, you probably understand that there's a lot of ethnic issues floating around. And so tribalism, it's a huge ethnic antagonism. And so in Kenya, um, tribes tend to rule. Um, it's, it's, it's an issue. And it's always been at the center of divisions between factions. Um, but now during election time, this, this, this becomes seriously prevalent. I mean, look at 07 over there, post-election, that's when you start to see people's true colors show and the spirit around um, tribalism and political party. It's, it's very separatism. And so um, when you look at Kenya now, Kenyans can be patriotic. I mean, just look at KOT. You see how much people love Kenya, but um, we've never been able to, as citizens, define and promote our national ethos. And so the BBI was meant to determine how Kenyans can enjoy the nation and patriotism through common paths and aspirations. Um, so basically, what is it, BBI? This, it was an idea um, after, I said, the constant election violence to find a, a get-together point of sorts where both parties can be happy with the outcome. So... Its scheme is to get away with the winner-takes-all model for the presidency. And so it wants to bring together the ethnically divided societies. Um, The idea is an an individual, um, as an individual, your membership or your tribe, your ethnic community, um, it shouldn't really matter in this case because when the power is shared among communities, everyone feels like they've gotten a piece or they're well represented. But now, of course, now let's look at the model of national government. This way it starts to get a little bit interesting. Um, Of course, first off now, the reason we're doing this is because if you're 16 or above, this is what you're gonna be voting for in 2022. 
Um, they're proposing to make this a referendum that will be voted upon in the next general elections. So, I mean, listen up, get educated, share this. Hopefully you can make a difference. Um, first off, quite rightly, the task force says that the presidency is the highest office in Kenyan politics. And so, of course, it's the most hotly content, contended seat in politics. Um, but then now with the BBI, the Building Bridges Initiative, they're looking to install a prime minister seat apart from the deputy president. Um, the idea was to avoid the risk of electoral violence. Um, you know, if one party wins and the other one loses, the losing party's representatives may feel um, that the election was unfair or for whatever reason. And there's post-election violence, as we saw. But what exactly will this prime minister seat entail and how will it relate to the president? Now, has BBI succeeded in removing the presidency from the prize seat in Kenyan politics? Um, not really, not really. Historically, being a prime minister has always been ignored. That seat isn't really widely recognized, I'd say. And so BBI doesn't even give a reduction in the powers of the president. So it would still, the presidential seat would still remain at the centrality of his position to Kenyan politics. The president will remain the commander in chief and chair of the cabinet, and he would be in charge of policy making. The prime minister, on the other hand, is limited to coordinating the carrying out of policy through ministries. And so this is where we start to see weaknesses in BBI's proposed model. First off, if both political parties will end up in some seat of power that is highly recognized, that makes it seem like more of a one-party rule, um, a monopoly in terms of politics, a monarchy. So as we said, it is heavily seeming or starting to seem like a power play in order to have the path of power strictly diverted in the way those in charge want it to go. Um, so the weaknesses in BBI's model, of course, the president would be able to dismiss the prime minister and he could also be removed by a vote of no confidence by the MPs. So for whatever reason, um, the prime minister is removed. He can't be replaced with anyone who does not have the confidence of the majority of MPs. And now this provision would no doubt be a stick with which the president could intimidate the PM. So obviously the prime minister is going to be under some form of rule from the president due to this position he's put in. And now the prime minister is also accountable to both the president and parliament, but the president is almost unaccountable in between elections from these two. And so the pecking order is still very clear. The president is handsomely paid. The prime minister is only getting an MP salary in this case. And so the opportunity to be prime minister, or in this case, quote unquote, leader of the opposition, it wouldn't be really an attractive option to losing a presidential candidate. It makes it seem like... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Let me ask. Um, because I'm not too much on the politics of this side. I'm more on the economics. But this politics is very interesting. So what you're telling me is that this, the only way... Th this guy sat down and they realized, right, the only one we we're going to avoid violence is, every, is if everyone 
can get what they want. Exactly. So they all decided we all want power and we're all going to share it. I want to know in any country in the world, is there such a government like this? Um, is there such, except for the United States, where it's, it, it is usually, you know, 51 or 40, 51 to 49, you know, not extreme margins. It's almost, it's almost 50-50. But you see, their system is completely different from ours. Theirs was actually built to represent the 300 million people in their population. You know, what, I mean, what, you see, that's why there's so many of them in there, man. Like in Kenya, they want us to have the same number of elections, elected officials as the United States. We have less than even, th- do we have, I think we have maybe a quarter population, a quarter, a third of their population. And About secondly, 49 last time I checked. So, so, so I want to understand elections, elections are free and fair. The people choose who they want. And if you lose, it means that people didn't want you. Go home, dude. Don't try and say, if I lose, I'm going to start beef here. Yeah, I think that's the card they're playing. That, that has to be the card they're playing. They're playing, I'd listen. The people might want you, but if you get in, me, I'm, I'm personally, I'm going to make, I'm going to make it hell for you to do your job. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's something like that. People here can either blame it on the politicians wanting to have direct access to power, um, because if both parties end up in power either way, even if it's to different degrees, it removes it, remo- it removes the basis of democracy in this case, and then we can also blame the people who go ahead and um, cause post-election violence simply because the people's choice was not their choice. I mean, you can take equal responsibility on this part, but of course, now politically, the initiative has its pros and cons. Um, BBI hasn't actually proposed a true parliamentary system. And so even if there's labels here and there, it doesn't seem like a solution to any of Kenya's problems. Now, BBI, it's also not really, um, okay, well, to explain, parliament would be elected by 290 constituencies on the first past of the post basis, and there'll be no proportional representation. So while BBI stresses the need for equally sized constituencies and whatever, it pledges to preserve the existing ones. So it's another political thing that undermines good intentions. Okay, what I want is let me give you a scenario. BBI gets implemented. The people go to vote and they vote for only one party. What happens to the other guys? See, now the other one would now end up getting well the majority majority leader in, in that party. The presidential uh-huh. candidate would end up as the leader of the opposition and take also the parliament. So, so the minister. leader of the opposition is going to be a position in government. Yeah, he's going to be a prime minister now. Even though the yeah, prime, prime minister would be basically an elevated MP of sorts, same okay. salary, Ooh. and of course they have to answer back to the Senate. Yeah, this just... politics. The politics are really complex. Um, a, lot of, a, a lot of people who really don't care about the politics. It's here or there, it's hit or miss. But the one thing that's not hit or miss is the economics of this thing. Fact, the, economics, the economics are a miss. <laughs> <laughs> that's the FBI. FBI. FBI, <laughs> FBI, FBI, FBI is saying that. Uh-huh. But I'm telling you, the economics, economics of these things don't make sense. Because the one thing I haven't seen, I've seen all these proposals. I've read the proposal. You know what I've seen? I've seen we're going to add more parliaments. We're going to add more numbers of people here. They've said we're going to do this, 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 and that. 
they seem to have addressed political issues, but I haven't seen any address to the economical issues. What's going I haven't seen how you're going to manage your debt, how you're going to pay creditors, how you're going to revive the economy, how you're going to stop the collapse of state parastatals, of big companies, big employers. Yesterday I was watching some video, and this is where I probably got most of this from. Um, some guy called Pierre Lumumba, very smart man. Um, he said in the BBA, they haven't told us if they're, how they're going to revive the Western province sugar industry. That was a really big industry. It was huge. You know, to let an industry like that collapse, it takes world wars, bro. It takes, it takes extinction events, bro. It takes an asteroid hitting the earth. For, I, bro, it, has to, it takes a move away from sugar, bro. And that's the only way the industry dies. It's not like, but it only died due to mismanagement, bro. There was truly nothing else, bro. And a lot of people, like, there were so many companies that died there. Um, secondly, how are these guys going to plan to revive the tea industry? The tea industry is having a lot of issues right now. How are they going to support it? How are they going to ensure that it stays a big employer and an even bigger employer? You know, a lot of the jobs in Africa, I think 50 to 60% are only in agriculture. If the government doesn't embrace that Africa can feed the world, that's probably, that's where they can create all these jobs, bro. All these unemployed people, we don't have to waste our money building infrastructure, um, trying to, you know, encourage companies to come here, give them tax breaks. All you have to do is just handle the industries you're blessed with and feed the, feed the world. You'll make all the money in the world. The same way Saudi Arabia feeds the world with oil. If you feed the world with food, bro, will you really ever be in a position to... Man, like, it's really bad, man. I, the economic <laughs> policies are quite poor, man. And I, I also want to know, for personally... Me, the biggest thing I want to know is what the hell they're going to do about the debt, bro. Debt is not a bad thing, as we've said, but they have no management plan. They're, poor, they're, they're mishandling an economy with a lot of debt. That can lead to a very serious situation very fast. And that's one of the biggest concerns I have. If this thing does go through, what happens to investor confidence? Yeah? You know, the same thing that happened in uh, Tanzania. People, not, people are not willing to lend Tanzania. I'm going to tell you, a lot of people here praise Tanzania and all this other stuff. The guy did some good things in his beginning, modernized the country a bit, a bit. But of late, most of his time has been, if he hears me, he'll probably come for me. But, you know, at least I live in this country. So we have a bit of freedom. Um, anyway, I read this on the internet. Apparently, the, his government, Magufuli's government, has been falsifying economic figures. So I think even some big institutions, I'm not sure which ones, won't lend to him. And these are like, you know, the biggest lenders in the world. They're like, nah, I won't lend to you because you're busy falsifying your figures. So now the Tanzanian economy is halting to a, to a screech, bro. It's about to reach a crisis. Yeah? Which could be averted. Who knows? Um, but if that the same thing happens to Kenya, bro, it'll be so sad because it's, bro, it's only Kenya and Rwanda left in East Africa, bro. Everywhere else is, is in shambles, bro. I mean, Kenya falls, bro. Yeah. That's it. Let's look at now. Musalia Mudava did the man himself. He wants, he wants, he wants BBI to have an inclusive, an included national debt authority. So, should put modalities in which the borrowing of debt should be managed and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's ideas of it, and hopefully that can work. But then now, in terms of the economy, there's some other stuff as well, like. Of course, politicians always mention creating em employment here and there to spur up some citizens. And at the end of the day, um, they've admitted that the present trajectory of the Kenyan economy, it's unable to produce the employment and income opportunities that come close to the amount of youth in Kenya that are being outputted. So 
one of the recommendations now is like a change in the course of the management of the economy. These are huge, huge terms we're talking about. We're talking about oh, changing the entire management of how business is done in Kenya to create employment productivity. Like, I think now, me personally, one thing I want to say about this, every time I have a chat with somebody about this, BBI thing, I just always say people aren't angry enough, bro. <laughs> like, people are about to steal your future. That's what you don't understand, bro. Um, and me, I'm not, I'm not trying to make anyone violent or anything. You just have to be, you just have to be woke. So if you, like me, one, that's one thing I always think about when somebody, first thing, and if somebody else tells me about BBI, I'm just like, damn. If this thing does go through my future, I might as well become a drug dealer, bro. You know? My future could most likely be down the drain. But you know, the, the thing is, as much as we've talked a lot about our theories here, is there are a lot of institutions in place to probably... Hey, no, never mind. This is a lot of, These institutions always do the opposite of what they're expected to do because <laughs> they're publicly ran. So there's a very high chance that the economy will just collapse. The amount of debt, the amount, me, the only thing that, I, like, bro, the economy will collapse. There's, China is going to take the port of Mombasa. Next, <laughs> they'll, seize, they'll seize the airport. Before you know it, bro. I mean, one know, of the things that should get you worried is the government wanting development action, you know, our governmental action to be taken in every country. So now this, of course, is national projects um, incentivizing economic development. But if you want to now leverage the strengths of each and every county, for example, now the tea in those provinces, of course, there's sugar industries, the one down in the coast, all of these, these are what the government would leverage for economic development. It comes down to management, of course. So if there's no proper management system set up, then EBI or whatever other plan we go for, it won't work. So it really comes down to management and accountability because if the funds are floating around the way we've seen, especially around COVID times, with God knows how much money being lost or misallocated, um, if it's not accounted for and there's no justice in terms of this financial um, misdemeanor, then we'll end up back at square one. Um, we might find, or rather politicians might find a way to mask their ideas of stealing power from the you know, citizens of Kenya through shared goods, shared political power. But Bro. putting everyone in power is just really tearing down the essence of democracy, in my opinion. Exactly. And that's one thing, this is the thing that truly scares me, um, is because I know the whole country could say reject this thing, but these guys don't care about the law, bro. It'll be approved. I mean, they'll still be in power, so they'll have a way to... Bro, continue. these guys are caught... These guys literally throw away court orders, bro. I feel like they sit in the office and it comes to the, like, another one. Ah, bet, bet. You know what to do. They play, they play b-ball with it, you know? Um, like that disregard for democracy is quite alarming, but at the same time, the BBI is not all bad. It isn't. BBI solves a lot of key problems, um, a lot of key societal problems in the country. But the issue is, it's going to solve those problems, 
but it's not going to solve it's going to solve one problem and create a hundred more in the current state it's in if, if it's going to go through, okay instead of rejecting it what i feel like in fact kenyan should do is just understand it and make their positions known and so guys can make comments you know yeah you know it's all about uh what's it called compromise bro the government love to compromise with us we are the citizens exactly bro but now for me it's just the fact that another interesting thing is i want them to address um oil bro mm-hmm. and them to try them to address about our oil especially refinery i want to know about our oil and i want me one thing personally i mean the world is probably going off it but africa is going to need it for a long time oil oil build a, there's there's a reason dangote is building an oil refinery in nigeria we should probably be the next guys to build one yeah another thing now something something i'm seeing they're doing again a positive because they're not just all about complaining is they're looking to get rid of agricultural cartels um that's good to see of course now if you're talking about cartels we mean not like narcos or anything but like if you're a farmer you put in a situation where your systems or your logistics are cut off and you can only sell to this one person or yeah and they command the whole seriously they can literally set the price for the whole season and they'll only allow you to sell this amount at this time for this price if not you try to export it your driver on the way to the port will mysteriously be hijacked how oh, they'll pay him and tell him he'll run off thought something and of course you see this now in agriculture it's there in many many industries um even manufacturing there's some cartels in terms of raw materials so that's something that BBI is looking to crack down on so there's positive sides to it um you know one thing said, I'm going to say over here is that um one thing I actually want to say is that the government isn't as evil as we've made it to seem over here um the government okay the government as we know it um okay me i'm just going to say that it's not all bad i mean you know the media you know one thing the media always does is that it always manipulates the image so you know we only see news this is stolen 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 huh? we never see news of this is this is done this is complete you know this project is moving forward blah 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 and there've been a lot of like this government has had really good ideas but well, probably the president is the one who has the ideas you know he's he he really wanted to modernize the economy take it up to the next level and you came up with key key very interesting ideas that could have worked but the government you know you know government works bro <laughs> so about <laughs> compromise and pleasing other people but the whole thing about politics should actually be abolished that that's 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 my take okay interesting opinion interesting. also really i feel like get a dictator for 100 years <laughs> no nah, not a not a ruthless wow. dictator a guy like gaddafi or kagame mm-hmm. you know and when, it's time, when it's time to leave he leaves or or what we just need is people to just be on the same page bro there are too many interests there are too many interests bro we need to have one common interest of personally me i like the guys of asia southeast asia especially guys of singapore guys of south korea those guys sat down and these guys were guys who had beef with each other these were the leaders they were like i'd listen we're currently living in a shithole but this is what we're going to do we're going to we're going to 
these are my interests, these are your interests, we're going to compromise and we're going to build a greater vision for the future. And look where these countries are 50, 50 years later, bro. We've been independent for 60 years. Yeah, I mean, Something the, like that. The, problem, yeah, the problem we have now is not that the initiative is a bad one. The thing is, we've seen this before. Um, looking, it's like deja vu, um, early 2008, after another presidential election gone wrong, the president then, um, His Excellency Mwakibaki, and of course Odinga, they shook hands, just like the famous handshake of Jaden. And so it was. It came to be known as the Kenya National Dialogue and Reconciliation Agreement. And of course it has a couple of parts, but the first three were overcoming the immediate stuff, the violence, human crisis, blah, 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 all of that stuff. But then our agenda four, this is what I guess interesting, it was addressing long-term issues, including the undertaking of constitutional, legal, and institutional reforms, land reforms, poverty, inequality, you know, regional development, unemployment, everything was covered, um, particularly among the youth, and then consolidating national um, cohesion and unity. Of course, they added some stuff about accountability, transparency, the very things we've talked about now. It was very comprehensive. It was a good initiative. But of course, later, yeah, Kenyan politics, we went back to the drawing board um, because the answer is we didn't like what history told us. After these, all the way from 2008, that's about 12 years later, Kenya has not really developed in terms of the management structure. So... In Agenda 4, the item 4, um, the KNDNR had established the Truth, Justice, Reconciliation Commission to look into now human rights and economic abuses, blah, blah, blah. And they were tasked with recommending actions. So everything to do with justice and accountability. But we're here, 2020. And if you look at the handling of finances or the accountability or the justice in terms of those in power, it looks very, very similar to what we see in 2008. And that's where it becomes disappointing because BBI and this KNDNR may have been both excellent ideas. We're not fighting them or the ideas, but the execution and the fine print is what will lead us to a point where we'll be put in a situation possibly even worse than what came after 2008. Uh, that's what we're starting to see now with this monopoly, mon- monopolizing of power in politics in Kenya. Bro. I think this is my own opinion that okay, wait, first give me a minute. Let me let me let me just verify my hypothesis before I chat on the internet. I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine, you know. Um me the, okay. We've talked about reject BBI. So if you what does it take from us to move from reject to accept? As I said, as that document you just stated, what is it, the KNDA, Kenya National Dialogue? KNDNR. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah KNDNR. Yeah. At least they faced some 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 societal issues and addressed long-term issues. That's why you see those guys in that administration set off most of the projects that are now being completed. You know, some of the projects that those guys actually did better the economy. Yeah, his Excellency did an excellent job. Quite the economist, dude. Trust. 
quite the economist he was. But yeah, um, me, if, if, if this document, maybe I just adds all these, how it's going to address the current economical situations and the future prosperity of the nation. Hey, bro, me, I'll accept, bro. Even buy all the merchandise. What do you mean? Huh? Also, bro, I'll, uh, bro I'll, I'll be your fan, bro. What do you mean? I'll promote you everywhere, bro. Because that's the only thing. That's it, man. Because genuinely, you can't just address your needs. Because you know, you, there's only so long you can fill your needs, bro. What happens if the economy collapses? Will your needs be fed anymore? True. I, I generally think people aren't scared enough of economic collapse, bro. Like, I, w- I only want to have to have lived in Zimbabwe when that stuff happened. That sh- that stuff can finish you, bro. Zimbabwe, Germany, it all happened in the past. And if we don't take action now and fight for BBI to be tailored to the needs of the citizens instead of putting power in the hands of politicians, then we'll be put in that very same situation. It'll just be another statistic. And so I guess I guess that's a really good place to end on. Um bro, we we we've 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 advice, bro. What we're saying. We've yeah, I hope we've opened your eyes. You know, yeah, a lot of people sure. hear BBI and all, like a lot of people I meet, they're always like, Hey, what the hell actually is BBI? I ask a lot of people, have you read it? They're like, no, 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 no. People don't really I don't really, it's like a 150 page yeah, economic yeah. and legal report. Exactly. Just go BBI summary on the internet. You'll find out what I got. Exactly. Yeah. So just do your own research because, of course, our information comes with our own suggestions and input. So carry out your own research, get educated. We're becoming like America, man. We're forcing guys to go vote on this 2022. We'd better see you there making a change in our economy. Oh, wait, no, we'll still lose because the yes people will turn up. I think, wait, I feel like maybe this thing could just be stopped before it ever reached referendum level, bro. Like, there has to be, like, we just have to push for, for a review of the BBA. Just a re- yeah, we do, again, okay. we don't want to abolish it completely. We just want to review. So, on that note, guys, season two. Episode 5, we've covered BBI. Please share this with your friends so we can educate the youth around us, man. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next episode, guys.